If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Unlocked. It's the world's number one Xbox show. Sorry, Major Nelson, you can pass that back later. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell him. We've got plenty of fun stuff to talk about here during the GDC Week, Game Developers Conferences here in San Francisco. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Chris Charla, the head of ID at Xbox, is right here with us. He's going to sit in and hang out. We'll talk about indie games on Xbox, which, of course, is a more thriving scene than ever. Plus, Sea of Thieves is obviously launching this week. We've uh, we've only been talking that up for, oh, two, three years, Miranda. So, so ready. Uh, it's, it's a big week. We've got some interesting little news bits as we get started there for real in Sea of Thieves. Plus, a new Lego game is on the way as well as a release date for The Crew 2, a rumor about a new Call of Duty game, a new remaster, as well as a, a Switch port on its way to the, uh, to the Xbox as well, which, uh, which we'll talk about. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, Miranda Sanchez to Hello. my right today, and sitting in joining us, very warm welcome to Chris Charla. Thanks. Head of the ID at Xbox program, and it is super great to have you back. Yeah, thanks. It's cool to be here. Yeah, I think uh, it might have might be a couple of years since since we last had you. Yeah, on. yeah, it's been a while. Because we, you were noting when you came in, we were in the old hole in the wall yeah, yeah, we're room just in the last. Time. Oh yeah, that yeah. Now room. we're in the the fancy <laughs> pants studio. So uh, it's great to have you here. And a, and a ton has changed about the idea at Xbox program in the sense of its output. Certainly, yeah. Just a a ton of memorable, wonderful titles. Uh, Cuphead just winning award after award. I, I think uh, they got to take some of those. Those profits and build a, 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 an entire yeah, trophy like a new room, shelf, yeah. not even yeah. a shelf, yeah, exactly. a room, I think. But uh, you know, I guess where I want to start with you is is uh, kind of I'm super curious about the nitty gritty of your job. It always fascinates me because I guess I I don't quite know how the day to day goes. So I'm kind of curious, like you know, all these games. You know, we we've already had Celeste this year, which IGN gave a ten out of ten to. You know, how often do you personally get to take a look at builds of ID games? Can you do you have them? Can you get them whenever you want? Like, yeah, yes, we have them sometimes, and and you know, and I could get them. I almost never play games before they come out. Like I used to. Uh, so I used to be a developer, and so obviously play tons of games before yeah. they came out. And then when I first got to Xbox, and I was working on like first party XBLA, I was very excited to like I'm going to play this game early, you know. And if, but like. 
Um, you, you know what you miss from that? You, you get one thing which is really cool, which is so like I played um, uh, like Fez right before it came out, and oh, no one yeah. else oh, was wow. playing Fez. I mean, people in the office were, right? But there was no one you could talk to. No water so cooler time. When you knew when you found it, something <laughs> like you really found it, and you you felt like an explorer. And there was no way to like, there's no cheats, there's no help. And I did the same thing with Inside. Like, so when I beat Inside, like, I mean, I you know, there, like, you couldn't get help, and I was also no. like, too embarrassed to call. You know the you know Dino. the play dead guys. Yeah, I'm not gonna call them up and ask them what's up. Um, so you just had to beat it. So, so that, that yeah, feels great. We, yeah, we've had those issues before too. It's yeah. like a weird, unique, and wonderful problem to have. Yeah. Like figuring it, it out. It feels really cool. But what you lose is you don't get to talk about it. Yep. Like you can't. Like there's a great game that I played, um, and I I sort of had to play it early for a reason. It is one of the most meaningful gameplay experiences I've had in like five years. Oh wow! It's unbelievable. I can't tell you what it is, oh. and we're not going to get to talk about it until, like, hopefully 2019. And wow. Then, oh, how could you tell us that? Right? And that's, like, that's in like, lame. That's and so I try and just wait and play games when they come out, and um, that way I can just talk about them right away and everything mm. like that. So. so bookmark this show. Right, 2019? We're going to come back to I will, this. I'll, I'll announce it here if you want me to, like, as soon as we can talk about that it. That sounds like, like a plan. I Yeah, because you've, you've it's, already it's, set it, the expectation now. Yeah, I, I'm not... <laughs> It's like it's a pretty full. It's a pretty serious game, but like uh, it is definitely one of the most like like it's. I won't say anything else. I'm okay, I was like noting this for later. Okay, it's so, like in 2019, we need to look back and say, okay, what was the game we were talking yeah. about? Yeah, what was Chris and I'm talking sure about? we'll know yeah. by 2019. So what I mean, if you're not playing a ton, I guess so. Your role is more the sort of would it be recruiting? Would that be kind of the yeah? Better? So so my kind of day to day, um, it's, it's sort of it, it really changes a lot, which is cool because I've got like the attention span of a gnat. So like I need to be doing lots of different things. But um, so if there's a show like this, like GDC, I'll have a ton of different meetings with developers who either we are working with or we want to be working with or they're curious or you know we we met them and we just want to meet up um, or we're old friends and we just want to see how things are going. So I'll do like you know tons of meetings like that at shows like this. I'll also go check out like the, you know, the packs or sorry, the, you know, just the indie mega booth, like, indie mega yeah. booth and, you know, everything like that. Day of the devs, like all the different places where cool games are. And then, um, so that's like a trade show. But then like my day to day is like kind of half divided between program related meetings that are like, can't talk about them too much, but I can tell you they're not like the most exciting thing. You know, they're like, you know, how do we, you know, improve ingestion for like games above X gigabytes? And like, okay, like let's go to a meeting and we meet with these like project managers from another part of Microsoft and try and figure out how we can like shave a couple hours off submission times or, or you know, like, you know, how can, you know, developers like, you know, change localization themselves, you know, like, so stuff that the end user probably wouldn't or maybe shouldn't even have to yeah, think about. Yeah, right? it's, it's, I mean, it's to me, it's really really interesting because it's my job and and it's interesting because it's game development but but i think like for like the average viewer i'm sorry it's like probably like <laughs> you would you would str struggle to stay awake in some of the meetings although it's it's cool and like as a fan of like video games and you know just like the way the game industry works like getting to work at like a platform holder and getting to be in some of those meetings where you're like you're like talking to the, like the actual you know people like men and women who yeah. like build the platform and like make Xbox work. It's awesome. Like it's it's cool because you know we're getting stuff done for devs and everything like that. But it's also cool. Like you take a step back and you're like, Xbox meeting with like <laughs> the Xbox people about <laughs> Xbox. You know, it's just really cool. So it, it, it's really fun. So I do that a lot. I obviously do a lot of like follow up with developers, a lot of email, and um, you know working with 
PR and marketing and just like the store team and, and looking at how games are performing and what insights can we derive from that and what can we tell people to make their games perform better and everything like that. So, Well, I'll tell you one, one thing uh, that, that faces us about the ID program that I've really been grateful for over the, I guess, basically this year, it seemed like in the last few months here, is now we get a, we get a Friday email now that has codes for every ID game that came out that week. So instead of sitting here going, oh, I wonder what that is, yeah. we can actually go try yeah. them out. And that's super helpful for us in mm-hmm. trying to, you know, check this stuff out and, you know, yeah, make sure the world knows bit. about it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's been great. I, I don't know if that made its way up to you, but yeah. I, whoever, whoever's responsible, I'm very grateful for yeah, it. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's an example. I mean, sorry it took so long, but that's an example <laughs> of, you know, feedback coming from the press and the media and, and developers saying like, hey, we got these tokens. Like, let's get them out there, and you know, trying to make life easier for you guys, and and that helps developers. Uh, not to be like the typical gamer of the like, but what about? Uh, how? What a, if there is anything else that I could put on my wish list for you while you're sitting here? It's uh, the ability to basically access stuff early. Like we used to have PartnerNet. Remember yeah. on the 360? That was huge. We we could just go on, download stuff, and say, okay, wow, this uh, you know this game's. Brothers, a tale of two sons is on here. Let's check this out, and then just reach out to PR at that point and say, "Hey, this is up on PartnerNet. Would love to cover this. It looks great." And more often than not, we'd, we'd get to be able to. But it's it be I would love for us to be able to get even earlier access to this stuff wherever possible. That would be awesome. That's what I can say. <laughs> no, I, I think it would be really cool, right? Because and, and you know, obviously, up to the developer and everything like that. But, but that would be that would be cool. So maybe we can talk later. I, I, that's all I can ask. You, we get to I, you're here. I might as well talk yeah. to you about it. But um, Cuphead, Cuphead obviously was the darling last year. Uh, still is. Still is. Yeah. You're right, Miranda. Absolutely. Is is it the most successful ID game ever by by more or less any any metric? I don't know. Um, by some metrics, yeah. By some metrics, there's probably some others that have been really really successful. Um, but um, it's been. I, I got to say, like, it's been, um, you know, if you want to kind of like bookmark like kind of the first five years or first four years of ID, like it's been a great game to kind of chart that path with. Like this was a game that we, um, there's a guy on the uh, the Xbox team who's actually no longer at Xbox, but who found that game early, like on a forum, like met the Moldenhauer, started talking to them about console. And for a long time before, you know, this is like before ID was even announced or anything like that. And then um, we got to show the game at that first E3 and got that reaction that like everybody dreams of, right? Like, which is, you know, they were in this montage of like a bunch of great games, but they were, I think, you know, I, well, I think I don't think there were 6.1 seconds in you know in that montage <laughs> and like that 6.1 seconds just like blew up like and it's so what you know it's what you dream about as a developer like and you know and I think like as a fan you you dream about it too right like you've been to E3 and in the old days I had you know Kencha Hall with these sort of like weird little booths <laughs> and you know, there's the jokes like, can't you get a better booth? But whatever. But um, <laughs> but you, I would always go down there because you want to find that diamond in the rough. Yeah. You want to find that booth where you're like, what? you know. And so, you know, we kind of had that in, in uh, or, you know, really they had it in this in this montage. Like six seconds of just like, what is going on? And, you know, Felicia Day tweeted about it. And like, it was just, it just blew up. And that kind of gave them, you know, what they've said since is that reaction to that first E3 presence kind of gave them the, the, um, 
confidence to just go all in. And and they they had an original vision that they wanted to make for the game, and then you know they looked at the realities of making games as you know kind of part timers and yeah. and scaled it back significantly. And after that reaction at that first D three, they were like, you know, well we may th- this may be the only one. You know, we don't know. And so like let's just let's just go for it. And they and they went for it. And and then what they delivered was it's just been it was just. There's like no, there's never been a game like it before. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's probably, I think you would you agree, Miranda? It's when you think of the Xbox One, it's probably one of the five games. Yep, you think of, it's one of the things right? I recommend I mean, immediately. It's like a signature part yeah. of the platform, and which I imagine it's almost it's like the the platonic ideal of ID at Xbox. Yeah, I think because <laughs> I think <coughs> excuse me, I think that's a fair thing to say that it is like um, that's a good way to put it. Well, and then, but the other one I have to go back to is when I was when I was thinking about some questions for you, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, got to talk about Cuphead because I haven't talked to you since Cuphead. But another game I actually uh, that's come out since I believe I last spoke with you is how can I forget Inside? You mentioned it a little while ago, but how early did you get to play Inside, and were you just running around with your hair on fire wanting to talk to somebody about what the hell just happened. <laughs> the amazing thing about Inside that's is, what happened to me um, when I reviewed the game. Yeah. Nobody else had played right. and I was like, ah! And there's, you know, I'm still not going to mention it here. You know, there's something that happens in Inside where you're just like, what the... What so, is going on? Before we go into this too much, I have to ask, Chris, do you know what's in the box for the collector's edition? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Nobody I was knows. down in LA and I was um, hanging out with the, the I Am 8-Bit guys and they were telling me about it and they just said like, you know, what do you think of this logo? And it was like, you know, XXX, you know, and I was just like, oh my, I haven't ordered it yet, but I'm going to, <laughs> but yeah, okay. I have no idea what's in the collector's edition. All right. But yeah, so, so had you, how far in advance did, did you play Insider? Was it one of the ones you were able to save till it came out? I played it, it was on Xbox. I played it on my Xbox. So it was like, um, you know, I used a code, but it was before it came out. So I yeah. probably played it a couple weeks before it came out. Okay, so around the same time I did, probably yeah, at that point. Yeah. So basically, as soon as it was through cert, I got a code, and I was like, normally I wait, not to, to and I went, I ran home, and I said, and I had played like a tiny little bit earlier, like years before, and I started to play it, and then I was like, I gotta stop, and then like I turned it off, and like luckily my family wasn't home, so like I just turned it off, and then like I went upstairs, I turned out all the lights, I went downstairs, I turned out all the lights. I actually put a piece of tape over my guide button. Um, <laughs> wow, that is dedication. Just, and, and then I just like cranked it because the audio in that game is like it's sublime. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I beat it in one sitting. Like I just didn't, I just couldn't. You know, I, I'm sure I got up to get a glass of water or something, but I just just didn't stop playing it. Till yeah, I remember uh, it, it, reviewers got codes before E3 and then it came out a little, like a, a week or two after yeah. E3. And I remember, uh, this is going to be like a shameless name drop, but I was talking to Phil Spencer about it at the at the showcase event that year and he goes, oh, it's, it's like, it's game of the year. And I'm like, I think you might be right. And then we just, it was finally someone I could talk to about that game. But um yeah, inside. Yeah, and and, and are, so, but you guys signed, like, you guys had the, the um, I think it was a month exclusive on that. You know, it came out on Xbox first. Is that, how does that come about? Just talking? <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. Checks yeah. Out. Um, yeah, we had a great relationship with, uh, with Playdead. Going you back know, to Limbo. Going back yeah. to Limbo and everything mm-hmm. like that. And, um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's just, it was crazy. I mean, okay, I got to say something about the game. When I first started playing the game, I was having a really good time. And then but I felt like, you know, this feels like a sequel to Limbo. You know what I mean? Like just like the first like five minutes feels yeah. like a sequel to Limbo. And then I don't know whether it's like the first time a pig does something really 
you know, yeah, outrageous yeah. or the the chicken pot. I don't know. But somehow in that like first bit, like before you're like kind of off the farm, um, it's like, oh, wow, this is not <laughs> this is like a sequel to Limbo. Like, no, this is like a totally different, mm-hmm. totally different level. And just like the the amount of time I spent after I beat the game going back and just looking at the number of places where they had made custom animations, like eight different custom animations for something that happens once that you're only ever going to see one if you're just playing through. It was just like unbelievable. Yeah, the animation is like the thing that always sticks with me when I think about Inside. I'm just like, I just want to watch people play this to see how differently this boy runs when he stumbles over something or when anything else happens. Just like you said. like When you're in the water and that thing snaps on you. So the Uh, first time that happened, like I got snapped just like on my feet. And and, and I was like, all right, I can beat this next time. And then like I go through and I'm like, well, what happens if it snaps someplace else? And there's like so many different animations for yeah. where it can hit you. And like most people are only going to see that, you know, once or zero times. Like, well, it's, um, amazing. It's six years worth. That's what happens when you and, can take the six years. It's like that whole thing is so it's like it's it's like got 17 coats of wax on it. It's mm-hmm. like the, the, yeah. the prettiest so car you've ever seen in your life. Uh, all right. Um, so do you do anything when you have a, an inside or a cuphead? Do you do anything differently uh, with with trying to position it or or get it in front of people as as its release is approaching? Um, I'm gonna cough. <coughs> it's all right. It's Sorry. GDC week, oh, folks. Dick. Sorry, I'm this, just getting over. Uh, yeah, don't. It's uh, uh, so anyway. So that answers that. And um, <laughs> no, um, not not really. So I mean, obviously, those games. You know, we're really excited to share them with the world. So those are the games we're gonna like feature E3. But like one thing that's actually really important to us about the program is that. We make sure that every game is a shot to be at E3 and so, or, or any show like GDC or anything. So like even though, you know, obviously there's a limited amount of time, you know, during the briefing, there's a limited number of kiosks, um, you know, at the show. And, and, you know, and there's games where we're talking to like, like a Cuphead or an Inside uh, where we know we're going to really want to feature them at the show. We make sure that like we send out an email to every single person in the program, it's almost 2,800 studios who have dev kits right now, um, and say like, hey, we're starting to make E3 decisions. If you're interested in being included in E3, send us a video by this date. Then if, you know, things go well, we'll need to build by this date, and then you'll need to get to E3 by this date, you know. And uh, and we will get in a room, and we bring a big crew, and we try and bring a really diverse crew in, like not just our normal folks, but like, um, you know, lots of people from the program, um, it's all different game tastes and walks of life and everything. And we will just sit there for like four days and watch videos for eight hours a day. <laughs> and just like, oh. and just sort of say like, oh, that looks cool, or no, not yet. And, and we've had games where they send us a video one year and it's just not quite there. And then the next year they're on stage at E3. Yeah. Um, and it's really important to us that even though we can't include everybody, there's just not enough time to include everybody. We make sure that everybody has a shot to be included. And, you know, I can't promise that we always make the best decisions. You know, we're every curator is imperfect, but we really do try and give every game a shot to be there. And that's like kind of, to me, like one of the hallmarks of the program is that we, you know, we, we there are obviously games we th- I think are really special that we want to make sure everybody sees, but we want to make sure that every game's got a shot to like hit as many people as it can. But I guess I, I this is a perfect segue into uh, I, I've ranted a million times about Summer of Arcade. I really miss it. I thought it was a great way, particularly during what what's still in, even in 2018 is a quiet time of the year. July, August, uh, June, July tends to be very quiet. So, you know, is that is that something that you guys have talked about trying to bring back a version of to Yeah, for sure. Um so the thing with Summer of Arcade and it's this is going to be the the 
10 year anniversary wow. of that first oh, man. awesome summer of arcade. To me, anytime I do a talk or anything, I always talk about this on Blue in the Face, which is like, I kind of, you know, there's been independent games for forever, right? And there's always been pioneers out there working on them. But like 2008 was like that year when indie games to me like burst into like this golden age when you had like Braid and Castle Crashers like as part of that summer of yeah. arcade like just and it's like we've never this golden age isn't over yet I mean it's unbelievable so this is a 10 year anniversary of summer of arcade obviously we're excited about it I think the mechanics of the way summer of arcade worked where there was only one game released for a whole week is awesome but probably is really hard to work like 10 years later in like a modern marketplace. It's just, it's, it's like I nostalgically and emotionally, I'm like, yeah, we should do that. But like realistically, and from just how many games come out on the platform, really hard to do. But, um, we do do promotions like Game Fest, um, which is which is coming up this year. Um, that I think, at least to me, harken back to Summer of Arcade, and we try and celebrate games in the same way that Summer of Arcade did. So, will there ever be another like traditional Summer of Arcade where there's like five games in five weeks? Hard to say, but mm-hmm. but I think we will, you know, continue to try and have promotions that. To capture that. I, I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. I know I always just get frustrated because some of these games are so good, but you're, I mean, you're right. I mean, every uh, every unlocked, right. like, we go through, in fact, I have them. I'm going to ask you to read them later, <laughs> the list of, of all the games released this week. But I mean, I guess what what I want to see for some of these games that need, like like Celeste is a perfect example. Like that game, nobody, I, did, I had not even Right. heard about it. So like that's such a hard thing where right, is discovery. Like Absolutely. even just looking through the presentations you have for GDC, it's like overwhelming. It's like there's 50 games. It's just like, okay, we see a thumbnail with some images kind of meshed together and like but I don't know which ones go with which games and like going through every game to figure out which one looks interesting to me. Like for me it was a uh, Virgo versus the Zodiac, yeah. which is the one that looks really interesting. Yeah, it looks really cool. But it's like a it's on you to like kind of figure out which one sticks. Um, and that is a little difficult with the nice thing with Summer Arcade is just like you bring us the ones you've already yeah, found. You're curating ones. it. You're, yeah. you're yeah. elevating yeah. the good stuff. So we do some things like we've had a couple um, promotions recently that really feature ID at Xbox games. I think either exclusively or almost exclusively. Um, I think there was one that was – I don't remember – I apologize. I don't remember what it was actually called public facing internally. We called it like the artful adventures. Um, it might have been called that, but it was like oh, artful escape. Is that what you're no, no? It was yeah. it was a, it was a promotion with oh a bunch promotion. Of Sorry, games. I'm uh, I'm getting ahead and myself. um um and it was it was an attempt to do that to like curate like hey adventure games are really cool. Here's some really neat ones and a couple of people might have missed, but that we know were like really high quality. Yeah, Thimbleweed and, Park and yeah, games like that. Oh, that, that game did really well. But like um but um um it actually the promotion did super super well and like it was. Great great way to surface these games but but i agree like it's something that our store team focuses on all the time we mm-hmm. focus on all the time like disco- discovery is like one of the great challenges of kind of like the digital age and um and it's not something anybody is solved by any means yeah, i mean so, it's every medium that's the problem yeah. right discovery is like how do you find that diamond yeah and or, there's yeah, everything else. or xbox yeah. or anything yeah, else. Like, yeah so we, we whatever it is. our store team works really hard to make sure they're surfacing a variety of things um pretty yeah. much every i'm giving a talk this week but pretty much every talk we give we talk about whatever the state of the art is in terms of how to make your game stand out and it changes year to year like it used to be announce your game super early and then it was no 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 don't announce your game super early like announce it right before it comes out and i, I don't know what it's going to be tomorrow our, our attitude is always like we just tell developers everything we know and mm-hmm. and and 
And then like, okay, now you guys know everything and you can either kind of go with the conventional wisdom of today or maybe counter program, but like, you know what we know and, and that's kind of how we try and handle that. Yeah, I guess you were talking earlier about how great it is to be like, oh, this is, these are the Xbox people. I work with them. Do you ever go to say the, you know, the, the dashboard team, that's that store team and, and fight for like, Hey, let's get an ID promotion right on the the dashboard homepage so that literally everyone that turns on their console sees it. I mean, that's a thing that we've talked about a lot on here, on here is just like, Oh, it'd be, everybody should be seeing this yeah, we, stuff. We get those. Like we get like great promotion. So like uh game fest and some of the other promotions we do, there's a, uh, an ID at Xbox like section in the, in the store. In the store though, yeah. like on the actual homepage, I feel like ID doesn't, usually break through to that oh, initial. Inside was the last I mean, time yeah, I I've remember. Maybe Cuphead, I suppose, Some games too. do. Some yeah. games do. But it's it's it seems all too rare. rare. The other thing is, is that, um, like, if you own a game, it might not, you know what I mean? It might not show it to you, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get the challenge. Though. Like, we have the same thing with our own content. That's like, true. How do you surface these really awesome things that's and true. make them interesting to people who may not know anything about them and wouldn't have clicked on it otherwise? So. Yeah, so if you guys figure it out, could you let us know? Yeah, whole, absolutely. <laughs> all curation <laughs> things. Uh, last year's E3, E3 2017, showcased a great number of really, really impressive-looking ID at Xbox games. Which, which of those stood out the most to you? I know you're no, telling you to awesome. pick your favorite children. Yeah, but. they were su- they were all super cool though. I mean, we I mean, like um, Black Desert was super awesome. Artful Escape, PUBG, little game called PUBG <laughs> turned out like things worked out I've for those that. guys. Um, yeah, th- we showed some great games last year, and um, I, one thing I was really proud about last E3 is that you know there was an ID at Xbox montage, which is awesome because it's a great way for us to show a lot of games. Um, but there was no like ID at Xbox section. Like the 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 games um, that were coming through the ID program were just where they sort of belonged in the showcase and Which all I love. throughout. And yeah. it, to me, that was really, that's something we've wanted to have for a few years. And, and last year it really worked out. And it, it, to me, it's like, that's the way it should be. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I don't necessarily like the term, like, you know, I mean, I use it all the time, but like indie, you know, sometimes it can seem like it's constraining. And right. so instead of having like an indie section, we just had like, games and you know some of them were from independent developers who were coming through id some of them were from you know huge triple a publishers who do their own retail publishing and and that just felt really good i I thought last e3 was like it was it was killer yeah i totally agree um the one that stood out to me was ooblets i like lost my mind and still am it is one of my most anticipated games of 2018 it's so so good it just spoke to me on a very personal level (laughs) my favorite thing about ooblets and i don't know if you've seen this at like e3 or anything Mm -hmm. so you go and you know we'll have ooblets at a you know on a kiosk and there'll be people playing ooblets and there's this sort of little ooblets dance which i'm not gonna do but um (laughs) and you'll see okay they'll see people just kind of doing the dance like in front of the and i'm always just like this is awesome. Like, that game seems to really resonate with people. So yeah, it's like, and it's just nice seeing those games live next to Cuphead yeah. and inside. Just, like, just this wonderful breadth of games that you guys Yeah, have. absolutely. I love the fact that, you know, Ublitz is coming through ID at Xbox mm-hmm. and, you know, Ark came through ID at Xbox. You yeah. Know, those are two, like, really different games. But what, you know, unites them is that they're diverse. They're, like, the vision of, you know, a single creator or a small team of creators. And they, you know, are coming to the platform with no compromises. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you about some of the, the biggest games on the, at least as, as, as I see it, on the, on the ID uh, horizon right now. One of these is just killing me. I'm just circled at exclamation points. I'm just like, I'm dying <laughs> uh, inside probably, right now. <laughs> probably the one that stood out the most to me 
uh, is that I that I just cannot wait to see more of is the last night. Yeah, it was a really really cool looking game. Mm-hmm. So t- any any sort of either inside stories or insights because again that's another one that's it's a console or it, it is a Xbox debut or you're, you got yeah. the the timed exclusive on that. I don't. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know anything. Like, I, I, I will see it when it comes out. You're just like, gonna hold out till. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any real insight on that. That is one. some. You have more willpower than I think I would in your position of of like waiting till. Like, I admire that because you know you don't want to. Like, why see the unfinished, not yeah, quite exactly perfect right. version, and like, we'll just wait and see the finished version. One, one time, like years ago, when I was a developer, we were doing a Pixar game, and we got invited to Pixar to see an early version of the movie. It was rad. I mean, it's so cool to understand how that works. Yeah. But, like, it's not, uh, you know, you want to see the finished Pixar Right, movie, it takes a little you know? magic away, yeah. maybe. Especially for Pixar. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it's kind of interesting to see what changes from then to the final product, right? So yeah, like cool. absolutely. Well, uh Probably the highest profile game. In fact, is it is this still considered technically an ID game? Uh, Ori, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, so that is not an ID game. It's not. That okay, is, I wasn't uh, sure. That's a, like a Microsoft Studios first party game. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you, do you get to sneak any uh, you know crackdown hands on State of Decay two? You get to play any of the any of the, <laughs> any of the first party stuff? No, no. Boy, it's time to go to your boss and get, uh, get no, some know. added but privileges. So many games come out like playing <laughs> games early. Like I, like yeah. I feel bad. I wish I had a better. I wish I could say like I play all these games early, like, but I don't. Well, you know, I, again, I I think that's no. I can admire that. Um, I, but I I will. I do have to ask you about one actually that we we brought up uh, on the way in before we recorded. Below, <laughs> we've yeah. been waiting for it for so long. Do you do you have any sort of update or anything new you can tell us yeah, about we're what's showing going it, on? We are showing it this uh, this week. Like the Cappy brought it to the showcase yes, event. Well, so you guys will get to, to play right it now. tomorrow. Sorry oh guys. Um, I have to go it's play been a while. It so that yeah. is actually probably the game that made me um, start this resolution of not playing games early because mm-hmm. I had this gameplay experience with this super early build of that like in back I mean several years ago yeah. um, where um, you know, I got stabbed by something, and at the time, you would just sort of start to bleed out, and you had to, like, cauterize your wound if you wanted to live. There was no fire. So I would just, like, run out of the room. <laughs> I get to this room that I had seen in screenshots of this awesome door across a bridge, but I'm dying. No. And I'm just like, I have to open that door. Like, I haven't seen this door before. I got to get through that door. You know how it is in yeah. board games. So I'm booking across the bridge, and I just die. And I was just like... No, and it was so painful. But at the same time, that's such an amazing gameplay moment that I was just like, quit the build, and I was just like, I'm not playing this thing again until it ships, and um, and that's kind of where my rule kind of started. Wow, mm-hmm. um, makes sense. However, I cheated because they brought it by like <laughs> a few months ago, and I did play again, and it is like just bonkers, amazing. So, so. Th- this is the year, I hope. I know it, you don't have control of that. I don't have control of that, but <laughs> like, um, I, I know they didn't want to start showing it again until they were confident that it was coming right. soon, and so I think it is safe to say it is coming soon. We're going to have to get Nathan back in here. Guys, I can't. Just drag him. Drag was, him in. So Below was one of the first games I played at my first C3, and I just stood there for 30 minutes because there's no line behind me or anything, so I just got to play so much of it and just fell in love. And now I also understand it's like maybe it's better to not – play some of these games just because it's it's almost like painful like I feel like I every time I think about that first C3 I think about below and when I think about below I get sad because we don't know where below is but now we might have it soon you're gonna play it tomorrow yeah 
Will Will a chapter of your career finally like come to a close? Yeah. It's when okay. that game finally comes out, yeah. you'll be like, okay, now I can. <laughs> now I can move on. <laughs> can move <laughs> Just a little bit. Play um, it forever. You know, it's fine. I'm curious, Chris, are any indies, uh, any of your developers taking a uh, big advantage of the Xbox One X at all? Like, do you guys supply them hardware? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I know you supply regular Xbox One Yeah, and consoles. I think mostly now when we send developers kits, we um, we send them one X kit and one um, regular like Xbox One S kit. And um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, the great thing about the Xbox One X is that like it is, um, you know, you guys have seen like what an Xbox One X game looks like on a four K TV. Like nice. it's mind blowing. Yeah. But that power is kind of meaningless if it's not easy to access. And so the platform team again, like they made an Xbox One X like easy to access that power. And so we when we were first sending out kits um early, early, like before it was um, you know, released, you know, we would send kits out and we'd say like, well, you know, the you know, they tell us it, it should be pretty easy to like take advantage of it. Do this, do that. It's really not many things. Like there was like a you know a short PowerPoint that kind of explained what to do to make your game Xbox One X aware and then Xbox One X enhanced. And we would send these kits back, and then like routinely you'd get to call. You know, a kit would get there on like a Tuesday or something, and you would get the call like Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, just saying like it's in 4K. You know, and you know, and and we, you know, in in a in in like the nicest possible way, I think we made it like one of the most um, for developers like boring console transitions ever because <laughs> it was like we made it, you know, you know, easy to like take advantage of that power, and so yeah, a ton of. Um, uh, developers in the ID at Xbox program have been able to enhance their game for Xbox One X. And, you know, again, it's about trying to make it, you make the power easy to access, developers use it, players get to see it. Love it. Uh, so last question I have for you before we move on to uh, what news has occurred. So we're, we're recording very early. We're recording on Monday afternoon, which uh, just since you happen to be here and available. Uh, so apologies in advance. We've probably missed a lot of Xbox news. We'll pick it up next week. Yep. But... Um, what so you've got a, a pretty good sized lineup that you're you've got here at the ID at Xbox showcase this week. What are what are some of the highlights uh, of what you've been looking at so far? We've talked about a couple already. So um, below is one. Just getting everybody getting to check that out. <laughs> um, there's a couple games from Chucklefish um, and. Um, uh, Virgo versus the Zodiac is really really cool, um, and then a ton more. Love it. We will. Uh, we'll be there. To, we'll be there by the time this airs. That's the yeah. weird anachronism. Yeah. We have to talk in some sort of weird <laughs> yeah, it's future tense, you past tense. We'll have enjoy. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know how how it goes, but all right. I uh, want to hang out for a little while longer. We'll do yeah, the sure. Xbox news. Right. Let's start with Sea of Thieves. Uh, Miranda, we'll be getting our unlocked crew together. Mm -hmm. I actually want to tell everybody that's watching this that we, as promised, we started our club on Xbox Live. It is just called Sea of Thieves Unlocked, and it's uh, started by me. I don't actually don't know how you search them out. Uh, I'm Scorched Phoenix, all one word. So uh, please, if you are an unlocked fan, you want to play Sea of Thieves, we'll get unlocked People, uh, fans and and us in yep. there so you can play with us play with each other and have just a good group of people to play with at all times if you suck if you're uh 
Uh, not wow. nice. We will ban you. We will just throw you out of the okay, group. No, it's that say, simple. You said if you suck, I was like, whoa, like we want to try <laughs> no, to help no. everyone play. If, but if, if you no. suck at life. I totally agree with that. Like, if you're a terrible person, get out of here. But, yeah. So yeah. It, it's set to private. You'll need to request. I didn't want to just leave it totally open for anybody to bomb in there, but uh, go ahead and join up and, awesome. and we'll be playing some Sea of Thieves. But um, there is, I thought this was great. There is a literal day one patch. Mm-hmm. in Sea of Thieves. It is an in-game item. It's an eye patch. It's awesome. That costs one gold coin, and it's got a, a number one on Beautiful. it. Beautiful. a day one patch, which uh, Rare knows is, is from one of the, one of the uh, people on the Sea of Thieves subreddit. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. So, how great is that? That's, so look for that at the vendors mm-hmm. when you log in to Sea of Thieves. Uh, also... We were just talking about Xbox One X and and uh, see if these does take advantage, pump that resolution way up. If you if you have the TV and the the console for it, but if you uh, are thinking about buying an Xbox One X and you're thinking about buying Sea of Thieves, this could be the week to go ahead uh, and knock two birds out with one stone there because you get a free copy of Sea of Thieves if you purchase an Xbox One X. It's awesome. just this week, so it's just running from I believe it was the 18th to the 24th. So I uh, just wanted to s- spread the word on that. Have you had a chance to play in the betas or anything, Chris? I played a little bit last E3. Yeah. So I haven't, but I haven't played like any time recently. You're in for a treat. Yeah, I'm really excited. Good. It looks so good. And I re- what I really like about it is, um, uh, again, I haven't played, but just from what I've seen other people talking about, like it's a game that creates stories where mm-hmm. like you're kind of done with the session and then you immediately just need to talk to everybody you just played with like, about what just happened, and like that's just awesome. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see how the Xbox community at large takes to it. I mean, honestly, I'm just excited to also check out that subreddit just to see all the stories that everyone else shares yes. because you know yeah. they're going to find some crazy stuff like first day. So yeah, they, it's, it's already happened. Yeah. By the time, I mean, that's <laughs> the true. It's already scares, happened. Yeah. they've already found all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, next up this week, the uh, folks at Traveler's Tales they've been pumping out. One of the most probably consistently excellent developers over the last 10 years now, probably. Yeah. Like, we all thought that the Lego, at least I cynically thought that the whole Lego game thing was going to be, you know, maybe a one-trick pony. Like, okay. Or or they just keep pumping them out and they wouldn't be any good anymore. Mm -hmm. Nope. No, they're they're fantastic. Genuinely funny. Which was something I was really surprised to see. I was just like, oh, it's Legos. Like, I love Legos as a kid. And kind of playing this, I was like, okay, this is going to be a really fun family game. It's probably not crazy and then playing it like every time there's like a Star Wars game um, I always play with my boyfriend and it's just like the one of the most fun experiences yeah and you play with your kids play with yeah. your yeah, friends anybody. play with your you know spouse or whatever and like um, the cool thing about it is because now it's gone on for you know so long um, you know just the franchise in general that like you you start to realize that like there's going to be people in like 20 years who are like Played these games when they were kids. You're gonna be playing them with their kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. become like. I always love it when like a game like like Mario or like Minecraft. I think to like enter that like generational phase where I like played Halo as a child with my dad. So yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, what was I just? Oh, and yeah, and like even when when we moved into this console generation, they're not they not only continue to be good and funny and smart. They're gorgeous looking too. Yeah. Like it's oh. it's stunning how good the the Lego games look. Specifically, we're talking about Lego Incredibles. I'm really right now. Yeah, well, I guess I, I should probably get to that part. Thank yeah. you, Miranda, for uh, 
you know, doing my job where I have <laughs> failed once again. We're just so excited about the Lego games. There's so much. <laughs> yeah, there's about. a Lego Incredibles game on the way. It's mm-hmm. out in June, almost certainly. Uh, I presume alongside the movie. I don't know when the film's out. Definitely close to it. I only watched the teaser. I don't remember the release date, but there, if you're watching the video version, you see the uh, promotional image for it there. But yeah, don't sleep on the Lego games. If you think, oh, whatever, Lego Incredibles. Like, no. If you have kids oh, or if you have uh, even, you know, good. Uh, good significant other game. Yeah, or it's like just a fun thing to knock out over a weekend too. It's like if you have some time off just playing with somebody else, um, it's like a really accessible game to get into. Um, that's a, I think another thing, it's like sometimes my twin sister plays video games but she doesn't play a ton. So those are games that we play together and they're nice, especially since they have so many properties to play with for Lego. And so seeing The Incredibles specifically is very exciting because that is an awesome movie. She doesn't play a ton. She, that sounds like sounds like uh, you two need to get her, or you need to get her into Sea of Thieves. Yeah, because it's totally uh, everybody should should be playing this. I think kind that, of game. that would be a good adventure for us to go on. Yeah, be fun. Uh, not fun is games that leak or get listed by retailers. Oh no, we don't know. We got to take this with a grain of salt. Who knows if it could just be some intern putting up a listing to troll everyone? You never quite know. But Amazon Italy. Uh, as not to be outdone by Amazon Canada <laughs> from, from last week. Come on, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Italy lists a Call of Duty Modern Warfare t- uh, 2 remastered uh, as on their on their list. I wouldn't be surprised if this is real as we kind of go back to the whole Amazon leak things. It's like more often than not, they end up being true. So, yes, uh, I'm excited, though. I so, love Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's uh I would assume that Raven software would be on the case again if mm-hmm. this is indeed accurate because they did the first remaster mm-hmm. and Raven's a super talented developer that these days gets relegated more to Call of Duty multiplayer duty, which is, uh, which is I guess, a pretty important job in the grand. I, don't, I guess yes. relegated is not, not a great choice of important. words for that, but they haven't gotten to make their own game mm-hmm. in quite a while, really. But um, also, if this listing is to be believed, Activision's not making the same PR blunder twice. Uh, Aaron Grant in the corner knows, not, not in his head, he knows what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> he's a longtime PR man. He's seen, seen and done it all, no doubt. Uh, you don't, not, it's, it's given a sep- separate listing on Amazon, as opposed to, meaning you'll be able to just buy it rather than have to uh, buy some like expensive collector's edition Yeah, I version. mean, head on that nostalgia. People would... would- I know for sure. Just pay straight up for that. The most was it? The, I believe the most downvoted trailer in YouTube history, or most downloaded downvoted thing was the the uh, was it the reveal with which, the Modern Warfare being God, which which game? I, I'm I've lost I'm lost now. The one before World War II, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whichever. One, thank you. Infinite Warfare. I can't even keep them straight anymore. There's, there are many Call of Duty games. Very many. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Every year a new one. Maybe two this year, if this is to be believed. Yeah. Um, if anybody is interested in playing Modern Warfare 2, let's get a crew, because my old crew I used to play in high school, I don't play with anymore. So you, uh, what's, what's, you got a go-to gun or map that you play? I really like the RPD. Yeah. That's my thing. So I'm Can't argue with that. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So we'll see if that's true. Probably is, but mm-hmm. got to take it with that big old grain of salt for now. Uh, the crew, too. We were talking, Chris, earlier about... The summer being a relatively quiet time for games, even in 2018, as as game releases have spread out from the Q4. Yeah. Thankfully, that happened some years back, but it's still more like it went 
Q4, Q1. Now it's like Q4, Q1, Q2. Mm-hmm. But the old summer, still pretty dead. Uh, not quite as bad this year. The Crew 2 is going to be out on June 29th, which seems to me probably the perfect time mm-hmm. for that game. You know, it's it's a... Uh, the first game did did well, obviously well enough to get a sequel, but it's it's not quite the household name. It's a game that's probably not going to necessarily be able to compete uh, marketing budget wise with the Assassin's Creeds and the and the Call of Duties mm-hmm. of the world. So yeah, good to see this getting a release date in the summertime. Do you find uh, Chris? Do you do you tend to catch up on games in the summer? Or are you are you more of a all right? I'm gonna I'm gonna just play those ID at Xbox games in the summertime yeah. when it's quiet with everything, all the big stuff. A lot of the summer, I'm someplace else. Like it's like the nicest time of year in Seattle, so that's when we go to LA or Germany or that kind of thing. Right. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I try and catch up on things during the summer, and then uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in the crew too, remember last year we got like four or five racing games. It was a yes. wild year between. So many. Uh, Forza Motorsport 7. Mm-hmm. We had there was Gran Turismo uh, Sport on the PS4. Project Cars 2. Right. Uh, Need for Speed. Whatever it was called. <laughs> and then I feel I think I'm even missing one. I think or two. yeah, I'd have to pull up the list because I just remember there was a lot for Game of the Year consideration. Never enough stuff. I love yeah. enough racing. Games? I love racing. Games. Oh, you probably you you're I'll bet you well since you're an old school Dreamcast guy, you worked on official Dreamcast yeah. magazine way back. I'm going to guess that you're some Metropolis Street Racer, so I'm going to guess you're a Project Gotham guy from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um but I play them all. Like I like any any racing game is fun. Going forward is fun. <laughs> uh Desert Island Forza Horizon or Forza Motorsport? Go. I can't answer that. Oh, question. come on, Chris. Oh. I can't answer that question. <laughs> I love on the spot. Here's the thing. So Forza Motorsport has Indy cars, which I love Indy cars. I always go to the Indy 500. And then Horizon has the ability to do like in three, like the Goliath track where you're just driving forever. Right. Which, you know, I love that endurance thing because I – I don't know if you guys remember, like back on the Dreamcast, there was uh, like uh, Le Mans 24, which was like a endurance racer. Mm-hmm. And you could actually play a 24-hour mode. Yeah. Um, so like that, that kind of stuff's pretty cool. So it's very hard to decide. I would probably just say like just load one on the Xbox and then like shoot me out of the plane. I'll play whichever one, whichever <laughs> one I land with. Chris Charlin, not going to risk making any enemies at turn 10 or playground games. That's probably a smart career move, I guess. You never know when you might need one of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, this week, before before we go to uh, the marketplace report, where Mr. Charlo will kindly walk us through mm-hmm. everything that's on the way for Xbox over the course of this week, Super Bomberman R is. Uh, I'm a big that's time awesome. Bomberman. I didn't fan. know that was coming. I just saw that highlighted. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, hey, you really were pointing. Like, wait, what? Yeah, Konami has announced that it is on the way to Xbox and also PS4. It's coming out on June 12th. You're looking at some footage of what, obviously, the the Switch version, mm-hmm. which I reviewed back when this this was a launch title for the Switch a year ago. Oh, right. And I did not give it the highest of review scores. It was a pretty flawed game at the time, but. Uh, I will say Konami has done, uh, they've given the game a lot of major updates. I haven't spent any time with the game post-update, so I can't say if those updates have have made, uh, you know, the intended repairs, but it has gotten, like, the boss fights were 
pretty terrible, honestly, as far as the way they played. But uh, I am curious to take another look at this on Xbox. Of course, we'll have Xbox Live multiplayer capability. And uh, yeah, it's just we haven't had a good Bomberman game. We haven't had any Bomberman game in a yeah, while. For a while. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, unless you count PUBG as a Bomberman game, which <laughs> it sort of feels a little bit like it. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess. You know what I mean? Like in a strange way. Bomberman like, was the original Battle Royale yeah, game. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to play this. It looks awesome. So yeah, look for that on June 12th. And interestingly, the Xbox version is getting uh, an exclusive character to. So, you know, not just the usual cartoony bomber. There's a Master Chief bomber. Nice. So I want to see the design of that. Yeah, me too. I, does he like? Is it with the the visor on the helmet? Like, is it the whole thing? I'm yeah. curious to see that. So we'll be taking a look. I will no doubt just be probably updating our existing review of the Switch. I, I think to talk about the Xbox and PS4 versions. But hopefully, everything Konami has done will uh, will improve things and make it. Uh, a lot more playable than than what I thought of uh, thought of it at the time back on the Switch. All right, as we said, not a ton going on so far this week because it's very early as we record, but that doesn't stop the flow of games from releasing. No. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chris Charla, head of the ID at Xbox program, what can we purchase and play on the Xbox this week? On March twentieth, we can look forward to Sea of Thieves. Or we're, we're already we're in it. Yeah. Uh, on March 20th again, we can look forward to Attack on Titan 2. Oh, right. Which should be pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Also on March 20th, baseball fans can check out RBI 18 from our friends at MLB Advanced Media. Yeah, they interestingly, they develop it internally. Yeah, they it's developed in-house this year. MLB, which is yeah. kind of And it has a lot of new modes. I think there's like a franchise mode this time. That might have been last year, but I don't think so. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to check this one out. I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah, me too. I'll, uh, you know, I I get tweets literally every, well, especially around this time of year. Every year is the Xbox ever going to do a hardcore baseball game? No, probably, probably not. Well, we'll see what the MLB does. But like, ship uh, seems to have sailed. But you're right. I mean, if if RBI goes well, you never know if yeah. MLB might staff up. I heard the A's are uh, the team to play. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They got some secret money ball hacks in there. I, I don't know what's going on. It's just apparently <laughs> A's are A's are considered the best team in baseball. Well, that's yeah. clearly not a sim. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. They not eliminated from playoff contention that's true. yet. Opening day, everybody's in first place. Uh, so Titan Quest, March 20th. The Count Lucanor, March 21st. Where Are My Friends, March 21st. I ask myself that every day. I was going to make that joke, but awesome. I was like, you know, I shouldn't. I have wonderful friends. <laughs> I think this game is actually going to be really fun. Um, a Way Out on March 23rd. I am reviewing that one. I yeah. I'm so excited to play that. Yeah. Uh, really so I can't say anything about it for now other than I do have a Let's Play of, of a, uh, with Joseph Farris. We jumped right. around to uh, several different points. Just some quick bites of gameplay. Check that out. But our review hits on Thursday. That's the 22nd at 9 a.m. Pacific. So stay tuned to IGN for that. Uh, MX versus ATV All Out. On March 23rd. Little extreme sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I feel bad for not mentioning that March 21st, when Where Are My Friends ships, is my son's birthday. So I had to I gotta shout that out. Absolutely. Sorry. Um, and then Western Press on March 23rd. Excellent. Another busy week. 
You guys, well, the, your ID partners yeah. ship in titles. Yeah. Mm. We have awesome developers, and they ship games all the time. The certification team, there's never a dull moment over there at Xbox, is there? No, there really isn't. <laughs> there really isn't. <laughs> there used to be. Like, back in the day, you'd be like, well, December, we can, I guess, go on vacation, maybe January, but it's it's 24-7, 365 this time. This, yeah, it's amazing. We had, I mean, we're close to... 800 games released through the ID at Xbox program wow. now. I mean, it's been it's been fun. It's awesome. Wow, that is that is impressive. It's quite a lineup. All right. Uh, so, Chris, if you might indulge us here, we do... The, and, Miranda, this is your chance to gain some ground on Alana and Brandon, who are not here. Are we playing? Oh, we're playing. Um, so yeah, we do uh, Xbox trivia every week. Okay. Where listeners send in a trivia question, and I just select one I think is is fair but good, you know, kind of a... Not too easy, not too hard. And uh, you're just playing for fun here, okay. for, for sport. But the, the rest of them, the rest of the panel, Miranda and, and Brandon and Alana, who, uh, who aren't on this week's show, there is a, there is there's this weird tradition that started where, uh, again, the, our audience, somebody in our audience kindly steps up and makes a trophy for, nice. the, for the year. Like, we keep score all year, and there's a trophy that's made out of an old Xbox controller. Oh, that's so, nice. These trophies are incredible, too. Like, yeah. they put a lot of work into them. The first one was the Dukey. It was an old Duke that was all, awesome. you know, bronzed awesome. and mounted up. And, and then we had the 360 last year. Uh, and I, I this year, I've seen the pictures of the in-progress. I'm not going to tell you what this oh. year's trophy is. I want to not spoil the surprise, but so you can see there's there's a lot to play for here. I think a fan-made trophy is the way to go. Like when I was back in the 360 era, when I was a developer, we played Halo, Blood Gulch, Capture the Flag like every week, and we had a, a special trophy that was made by like just screwing a Master Chief toy to like a piece of wood <laughs> and spray painting it gold. It was like the jankiest looking thing ever, but like... Like, if that could get on your desk for the week, that was, like, coveted. Ride. Oh, yeah. that's so cool, though. Absolutely. So uh, we have a three-way tie. It's four points apiece. I'm really nervous because this is my, this is my chance to come out on top since we're all tied. <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to get this wrong because well, I here we go. feel like that every week. Uh, <laughs> so our Unlock Block trivia question this week comes to us uh, from Lehman Reynolds, who asks, it's a Halo question. Okay. In Halo 3, there was a surround sound speaker test option. It was voiced by one of the following characters. Do you know who? Who? So it was, you know, this character, you know, would go around the room checking all your speakers and the positioning and all that stuff. Sergeant Johnson, a grunt, Master Chief, or Cortana? I will go Mr. Charles' way first as he is our guest. I can assure you I do not know the answer, um, but I am going to guess um, a grunt. Okay. Miranda? I desperately wanted to be B because I love Grunt so much. But in the interest of picking something else, I think I'll go with A, Sergeant Johnson. Okay. I wish you'd just stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> it is no! Grunt. Uh, who, by the way, voiced by Joseph Staten. Oh, really? Grunts were yeah. always voiced by did, Joe. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's like his, his fun little, it's like the Easter egg of, of the of the development team. Is I think I'm happy I'm wrong because that means I get to go look it up and see a grunt doing some cool surround sound tests. Yeah. I have fun. something to talk to Joseph Staten about next time I see him. <laughs> yeah, he, he... I did not know that. He's That's the awesome. narrative director at Xbox now and has been for, for some time. He's, yeah. He's working, on, uh, he's working on story stuff with Crackdown. I think, I think he might have chipped in a bit on State of Decay. I think he chips in on everything to the, to the best of my knowledge. I've been trying to get him in here because he's, he's been... Uh, he's been 
a hard man to find. He's an awesome, wild, busy. super cool guy. Yeah, he is busy, but yeah, he's he's always been very nice to me ever since uh, going back to the old Bungie days. So shout out to Joe. All right, uh, that means the scoreboard remains unchanged. So, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Everyone should be on even ground. I get it. I'm also just terrible at trivia. So, <laughs> if you would like to play along with us here. Uh, or better, just be part of this. Please send in your Xbox-related trivia questions. Can I send questions. one in? Yes. All right, I'm going to do that. Yeah, there's I've got, I've got some yes, good trivia please. questions. Oh, I love that. That's That, that would be excellent. So, uh, Chris, what you want to do is email unlocked at IGN.com. That's the show's do it. email address. Include that trivia question. Put four multiple-choice ones in there and just note the correct answer in that email. And we'll play again next week. That wraps it up. You did it, Chris. You you hung in uh, yeah. with us begging for you know uh, summer of arcade back. You just you tolerated all my annoying questions and Some great insight too, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's super fun. It's cool to visit IGN again. So yeah, it's great to have you here. Where uh, can we follow you on Twitter? Can we where, where can we? Yeah, on uh, Twitter I'm uh, at iocat i o c a t, or you can follow ID at Xbox, which is at id underscore Xbox and. We're probably online someplace too. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Xbox.com. Xbox.com. It could Always be a, a good one to check out. <laughs> a little website we put up. It's kind of like a fan site. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you so much for stopping cool. by. Miranda. Yes, yeah, so you all can find me at Havoc Grows on Twitter, Instagram, and pretty much everywhere else, including Xbox. Um, I have been working on some projects, notably a review that goes up on Thursday, I believe. So please look out for that. Excellent. Uh, and I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. The, uh, this month's March's IGN Unfiltered. Very thrilled to uh, have managed to pull off a little coup of synergy with Rare. And uh, the studio head of Rare, Craig Duncan, is oh, my nice. IGN Unfiltered guest. So we talk all about his career. That episode is, since this is not airing till Wednesday, that's up now. So please check that out on uh, either IGN.com, YouTube, or uh, whatever your favorite podcast service is as well. You can listen to it in podcast form. But it's a good hour-plus conversation That's about... awesome. Because uh, Craig's story to me was fascinating because he he didn't start in the games industry. He was, to- he was in a totally different line of work before finding his way into games at uh, Codemasters and then Midway and then uh, being hired by Microsoft to run Rare. So we talk lots of Sea of Thieves stuff, obviously, uh, and plenty of other things, so please do It's such a fantastic series, so definitely check it out. That's awesome. Appreciate that. All right, so uh, for Miranda Sanchez and the great Chris Charla, thanks so much for stopping by. Uh, let's see. Let's, we're going to go play your games, all your yeah, let's go play games over at the showcase now. We- so we'll see everybody again next week. Happy Sea of Thieves launch week. Remember, Sea of Thieves Unlocked is the, is the club to join on Xbox Live. We'll see you next week. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to be.
become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.